Welcome to Sanctuary First. Here I am on the roof terrace of St Andrew's Church of Scotland in Rome and I'm speaking to the minister of the congregation here, the Reverend Willie McCulloch. And Willie is actually coming to the end of his ministry here after over 15 years. And it's an opportunity for me just to chat with him today and find out some of the challenges, but also some of the things that have really inspired him uh, working for the Church of Scotland and doing his missionary work here in Rome. Hi. Willie, how are you? Fine, thanks. Nice to see you. Good. Thinking back, you've got, I think you were telling me earlier on you've been over 15 years of ministry here. What are some of the highlights? We, we started up a feeding program for uh, refugees here because coming to Rome, you would imagine that all the areas for mission are already covered mm -hmm. by the Catholic Church. But we discovered that there were a lot of refugees going to the refugee centre at St. Paul and uh, we had a chat with the minister there, the vicar there, and he welcomed the idea of us preparing some kind of food parcel. And we had, we were financially okay at that time, so we could afford to provide sometimes up to 300 uh, refugee bags a day. It was quite a challenge, uh, but quite a rewarding thing to be doing. Other highlights here, I suppose I've enjoyed being here with a lively congregation, uh, very I'm, international Yeah, I imagine that's right. You have people from all over the world coming. And we get visitors from all over the world, and some of them are really... It was wonderful to meet some of those people because their faith and their, uh, their example, uh, it was inspiring for me. I don't know about the rest of the members, but we try and make people welcome. We have refreshments up here on the rooftop, the roof terrace. Some people call it a rooftop, but it's roof terrace. And uh, that encourages the social engagement. Sometimes we're here for two hours just talking really? to people. So, so would you think when you came here, I would imagine you're thinking, I mean, I would think, you think of St. Peter and you think of St. Paul coming to Rome, this great city of the, of the empire 2,000 years ago to proclaim the gospel. And here you are in this same city, proclaiming the same gospel that Paul and Peter spoke of all those years ago. Yes, it's really quite remarkable. Um, I remember somebody came and said to me, do you feel, because you're in this place, that the gospel is more vibrant? No, that's never been my experience. If I was in Edinburgh preaching the gospel, it would still be as meaningful. Right. But it is nice to be in Rome, and especially in this terrace where we can look across and see St. Peter's. It's nice to be in Rome, to enjoy the history, but the Gospel is always it's in your heart, really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's not where you are in the city. So, have you been able to uh, make contact with local people in, in Rome, or is it mainly uh, the international community that you're ministering to? When we were uh, doing we don't do it as, uh, anymore, but when we were doing the bread ministry, the, the lunches, we had uh, the Anglican Church, the Church of England, the Methodist Church, the English-speaking Methodist Church of Ponte Sant'Angelo, we had the Korean Church all working together on this mission, which was, and the, the people in St. Paul's Church, the American Episcopal, so we kind of were an, an ecumenical group, yeah. which was... It's really nice, and we also had people coming along from the Catholic Church who heard about what we were doing and they wanted to help. Um, so 
it was that was quite an experience to to see how in the churches here there is a need for people to serve. So, and, but, and do you think the service? Do you think here's a question? Do you think the service brings about community as people serve? They feel part of something. Yes, and that's what the need is in the church. The church creates this need to serve, but then to find the possibility to actually serve. It's very difficult, especially in a place like Rome. Uh -huh. And I think I used to feel this frustration when I was in the Anglican church in Bahrain in the Middle East. The church has made me, it's got me all excited about serving God, but then it's never given me anything to do. I see, yeah, yeah. And that is a real frustration. Yeah. You want to have something tangible that you can say. Absolutely. I'm doing this for God. Well, you know, we found that, I mean, on another subject, but, you know, my work with the Vine Trust, we, we connect with people from all over the world and people who don't go to church but get involved with us and they'll say, do you know, Albert, I'm not sure that I can go to church every Sunday, but I really want to get involved in helping you get that boat to Africa or get yeah. that boat to South America or I want to help you to build some homes for the, for the children. And it's often as people go on that journey of service to find Christ, isn't it? Because Jesus is to be found when we're serving. Yes, yes. Um, but, I mean, even... Going to church and going to a wonderful worship service, you come out thinking, great, what can I do? Uh -huh. And then that's the difficulty, what can I do? Find something. You really have to use the imagination and resources and everything you can find. If there's nothing there, you have to find it. God will lead you there sometime. Yeah. But uh, that's been a frustration in my, in my early church life. Well, I, I was called to the ministry when I was in the Middle East, actually. Right. Um, I was during the Gulf, the first Gulf War. There was a time of tension, and uh, I had been running a youth club in Bahrain, which was unheard of. There was an awful lot of young teenagers. So were you an engineer in Bahrain then? Yeah, yeah. yeah right, okay. And there was an awful lot of young teenagers who were left on their own whose parents were away at the club and that. So on a Thursday night we used to we got permission to use the local school and I really felt I had to do this. I was I didn't have a choice, you know. And uh, then guys came out during the war and they said, you know, we think you're being called two two separate Church of Scotland ministers said we think you're being called into the ministry, which was something I'd never considered. Right. Then I went back to Scotland uh, one summer to do the selection school and I got chosen, I uh, selected and it went from there. I went back the following year, studied in Edinburgh, went to St Andrews and St George's for two years and then went to Kerry Muir and then Rome came up and when I looked at the sort of things that were required, it was very similar to what yeah, might have background. been in the background. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm being called here and ended up here. So listen, as we come to, uh, you're coming to the end of your ministry, or you've come to the end of your ministry here in this place, but uh, you're come at, uh, uh, coming to the end at a very, uh, you might say, a crucial time in relationships with Europe, certainly in the UK's uh, relationship with a Europe. Changing, a changing uh, relationship, and uh, there is a, an opportunity, I think, for the Church of Scotland, if people in Edinburgh and all over Scotland would try and realise that there's a possibility to maintain some kind of link with Europe and keep, definitely keep the Reformation light 
burning in Rome. Uh, it's most important in a dialogue with the Catholic Church that the Reformation is there and it's, yeah, it's and, recognised. And I guess it's the same kind of thing in Brussels, where we've got a congregation in Brussels and we've got in a congregation Amsterdam, in Geneva. Geneva, Lausanne, Budapest, Malta, Gibraltar. Oh, there's 12 or 13, uh, and I apologise if I miss some of them out, because all these people, they have expatriates, they have Presbyterian. We have in our congregation some Italians who have been drawn to our church by the friendliness and the, the happiness of the people but in the I congregation. But it shows you that Scots have been involved in Europe and have, have built their congregations where they've gone in different parts of the world and, and Scots have always had this strong link with Europe and hence we've got these congregations there. Rome started up here at St Andrews uh, in 1862 for about some time before that Scottish and American Presbyterians had been meeting in homes. All right. And then the Church of Scotland sent a minister who was not welcome there was a letter came from the, uh, the British Embassy saying they're upsetting the local authorities, you must stop these services uh, in people's homes. But uh, the church then moved outside the walls, and that was okay uh, for about nine years. But then there was a big political change, because the North and the South had been forming a republic and the papal estates in the middle had been a barrier in between. They were resisting mm -hmm. the Republic. In 1870, uh, Garibaldi and an army came along via Venti September on the 20th of September. And uh, then the Vatican estates were pushed back. And uh, the influence of the Vatican was then less. So when the church, when the community came along to the church outside the walls and says we have to knock it down, they were able to come in here and get this piece of land. And then the church was finished in 1885. There was still some Catholic influence because the church had not to look like a church from the road. And that's why we look like a building and we've got this beautiful terrace instead of an expensive roof to maintain. So it was a really good move for a us. Very good move. And, and I'm hoping to get a chance to maybe go down and have a look at the church and see oh, what the church well, looks like. Oh, you're most welcome to have a look at the church. Uh, there's, a, there's a wee uh, offering box down there as well. <laughs> I'm not, not going to mention that, though. <laughs> well, listen, thank you very much for your conversation with, with us this morning. And I do hope that you have a good retirement. And But somehow I don't think you're the kind of guy that's just going to put your boots up, but I think you've probably got some other ideas in, in mind. Well, uh, I would like to get involved in some kind of service that might not be too churchified, but it's, it's practical and useful. Something like service again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you. Thank you, Willie McCullough. It's been a Thank real you. pleasure. Thank you.